True. Sorry, sorry. I was throwing out too many cliche things there of looking for Morty the positive. Tired of you, Marty. So <laughs> get about now. I don't know where he's going with this. I don't know either. I'm calling bullshit right now. <laughs> I feel I am too negative. <laughs> Hold on. Welcome back to Plans Are Optional. Marty feels like he's too negative. Now, I want to get Tom and Neil's opinion on this. I'm Andrew, by the way. We got Marty. No Hannah. But we're going right into this. I got to get this solved. Do you guys feel like Marty is overly negative or he's constantly negative? At a lot of times, yeah. How? Give me some examples. Not he's constantly, not, he's, not constantly, but... Um, and this is coming from a Brit, um, so take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, he definitely has his share of negative. He he could be a little bit of a pessimist at times. And he's not, you're not you're not optimistic. Optimistic. I don't I don't feel like he's overly pessimistic though. Like like no, for example, not, for our listeners, we were just having time. this conversation with Tom, and at the very end, Marty comes in with his words of wisdom. Hey, buddy, you'll get him next time. I feel like Marty's always that guy. Okay, so here's my take on this. This is my psychological analysis of Marty. Marty is not pessimistic or overly pessimistic in the grander scheme of things. He's pretty optimistic when it comes to larger macro issues, the, the world, and also other people. But he's very oh, pessimistic. Very pessimistic, or more so pessimistic, when it comes to his own plight yeah. and That's... things in his own life. So it depends on fucking lootly. Which side you're talking about? <laughs> I'll agree with that. I yeah, completely. That. You can't yeah. have martyr, uh, Marty the martyr, without him being down on himself. But yeah, I can but build everybody else up. about your issues, Marty. Maybe that's why I don't notice your negative attitude. Hey, I'm just. <laughs> I, f- I feel Tom. like he brings <laughs> he br- well you know what we hear it a lot on this podcast as we as we talk every week you know then it comes out and if we, we bring up stuff in Marty's life I feel like a lot of times I mean look at as recent as what the snow shoveling incident and I don't know there's there, I feel like we I always come out of it like Marty's viewing it like negatively and not optimistically at all. Maybe but, just the whole situation is so ridiculous. I just pass it off. How could you like pass it off? Eating, eating so ridiculous. Juice box though. from snow shoveling. I, I would have taken a juice box. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Capri Sun or High C. At least just give me a wave or something that you acknowledge my existence in the world. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Neil's waving. Neil's excited. Oh, there we go. Oh, I was just curious about that because it's not the first time in the past few weeks I've heard Marty regard himself as negative, and I think Neil summed it up kind of nicely. He, he more had to think about. It. I think that, that's correct. I yeah. I would absolutely agree that I have a confidence issue. That is not a. That it's is not a pet necessarily. Ultimately pessimistic though, but it can come across that way. Yeah. Right. And and when I say confidence issue, it's the yeah. the confidence or positive self image of certain avenues or worldview of yourself and your endeavors. Self deprecating, maybe that's the proper. I don't. But you all know. What I'm I, I, at. I think everyone on this podcast is fairly self deprecating. Hannah included, even though she's not here. Yeah, for sure, Hannah. 
Tom, not so much. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Maybe I just I don't mean, say it here. The I get to to reference the British again. The British, um, and this is something that my wife has always said to me. She goes, "I'm always a downer, a, a, um, you know, a, again pessimistic." But really, what it is is very similar to Marty. The the British in general, they're a very um, sort of locally like pessimistic um, to their own situation. But actually, a lot of them are very, very optimistic in a grander scheme, like in a grander sense. They always think, they always really believe things will work out okay in the end. But Are you he, saying Marty's British? No, no, but it's similar. Um, but they, along with the British comes that self-deprecation that we're talking about. They, and that's tied with the local pessimism because it's like, everything's going to go wrong today. My life sucks. I'm terrible. But then if you really ask them, like, you know, how are things? Like, how are things? It's like, yeah, they're great. Everything's great. And they're <laughs> generally great. And it's all good. So it's very, uh, it's easily construed as pessimistic at heart. But really, a lot of people with that sort of characteristic are actually very optimistic. Because um, I think if you're, gen- if you're more widely pessimistic, you're more, probably more prone to, like, actually being depressed and... Um, because if you think everything is fundamentally fucked at the core of your being, that's that's pretty. That's got to be a bit of a bummer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, although yeah. we're pretty self-deprecating, it's in jest and you know, blah blah blah. We're all pretty happy yeah. people. I feel like a lot of comedians. Don't they say a lot of comedians are uh, they? They do a lot of self-deprecating humor, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. in addition to that, a lot of comedians are actually depressed. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so I, I think that kind of goes hand in hand to a right. certain degree, but it, it's, well, la- there's always comedy. there's always a certain line too. It's like there's a certain sure. like for comedians. I mean, that's one thing, but for normal people walking around, you know, self-deprecating humor, you, know, you say a joke like one or two, it's like you know, it's funny. But right. then if you if, if you get, every exactly every right, single yeah. <laughs> time you put it out there, it's like man, this is uh, too, <laughs> this is a little too, too much. Too much, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think for the person doing that, it's hard for them to know where that line is, because to them it's probably always funny, and to them it's never serious. But then when you hear it like twenty times from someone, you're like, "What's going on?" But then when it, you do, when things do start taking a negative turn in life, string of bad luck or anything like that, and then that just reinforces the things you've been saying. That's where it can become a pretty slippery slope. Yeah, I mean, people love Eeyore. Because they kind of sympathize with him, but at the same time, you don't want to be Eeyore, right? And I know it. I know people. I, I know one guy who is Eeyore, literally Eeyore. Um, and it's a continuous joke, but it also gets tiring after a while, right? Like even if you're good friends with them, after some period of time, you just kind of like. I guess you kind of just accept it if you're going to be friends with someone. You you accept them for who they are, right? But. Um, you also sometimes just want to scream and punch him in the face and be like, stop, you know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's not necessary. Um, but hey, that's what's, that's what psychiatrists are actually for. Right. And this is where Hannah would chime in and go, psychologists, they're therapists, therapy sessions, go mm-hmm. for it. They're good. Mm-hmm. Like well, they might work for you. They might not, but sure. if they do, then fantastic. I keep saying this, uh, these advertisements for better help. I don't know if you have ever heard of that. I guess it's like a website with licensed therapists on it. 
it nice. seems like there's I don't know, maybe it's targeted advertising. Is it like a remote um remote <laughs> the therapy? Fiber for remote therapy? I assume. Tom, what's what that, have you been in? what have you been searching that's this is, bringing this up on here? This is just on TV. It, How it to cut your and, wrists yeah, <laughs> without, yeah. whoa, without whoa. fail. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Well, you have to do it right, man. Cut down, right? Not across. Oh, <sighs> come on. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you people? This is 2022. I'm just trying to get the thrill, but to live. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I don't, I don't know what exactly I've been Googling that but I've been seeing uh, BetterHelp. I guess it's BetterHelp.com, if I do guess. But it's licensed cool therapist. Jingle? No. Well, so that, that's, why, that's why nobody knows it. Cars for kids. Yeah, cars for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wait, no, so, I mean, so, but if you, if you think of that title, though, wait, they're giving cars to kids? No. No, they come pick up your junker of a car. <laughs> They'll sell it or re- or like crush it, and they'll take the money and they'll donate it to kids. Or they'll take the cross no, the squash the... square of the car and drop it on the kid. <laughs> Any kid, you get to pick. You get to pick the kid. So it incentivizes parents a lot. That's that's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Have... this is a dark episode. Speaking Already of dark moving episodes, to mental health, killing kids, and slitting wrists. This is a great start. Have you have you heard of that story that came out of Florida today? Uh, there was a there was a bridge that opened up, and a woman fell between the road and where the bridge opening was. Mm. No, that's Is not she, surprising. Though it's Florida, she, okay? she died. Oh, she died. Yeah, okay. she fell about six stories down to solid concrete. Oh, ooh, that's brutal. Yeah, Wait, and she on. was Why are you bringing this up, Tom? Because we're talking <laughs> to about dark the topics. Theme, to keep yeah. the theme. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was a. She was ten feet from the road at the time that she fell through, and uh, so I was looking at a photo of the bridge, and I guess it does open pretty, like ninety degree esque, where it's like straight up and down. It's not like, it's not like the center of the bridge opens up at a I don't know forty five degree angle or something, and it stops. Like you do, you would definitely lose your footing. But my thought is, most of these bridges have railings, and I feel like as the bridge, like you know, as it's starting to go up, couldn't you maneuver your or maneuver or put your body on the railing in a way so that you're not, you, you don't need to like hold on all that much. You could like kind oh, of stand. Some people aren't good in pressure situations. You should ask her, Tom. You should ask her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Tom, Tom, was she on the part that went up and like slid down, or right. did she like walk and like got to the point where um, the bridge was up and there was the gap and she took a step and then it's, and then fell? No, she she. My understanding of reading it is we don't have the full uh, description or understanding about how exactly she got in this situation. She was on the bridge at the time of it opening. And then at the time of her death that she fell off the bridge, she was 10 feet from the edge where the road is. So, so like, she probably slipped and fell through the hole? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just like what... I don't know. I, I guess this opens up to a whole conversation about like 
high pressure situations, life or death situations. Like, do you guys ever imagine I, just walking on a street one day or and like bri- and it crossing up and like a bridge opening up while like you're driving a car over a bridge? Like, mm-hmm. do you ever like think, oh shit, like what am I going to do in this scenario? Or yeah. uh, walking, I don't know, down a street and some, some, guys like robbing a bank and running down the street with like a gun or I don't know who knows like any of these crazy situations that can well I know Neil has to worry about hurricane force winds down in California (laughs) it is a concern I do frequently uh, readjust my my protocol for such situation Um, yeah I mean, we've all probably been in it. You probably all, everyone has probably been in at least one high-pressure situation. Um, so you might have a barometer of how you would react. Um, I mean, everybody's almost crashed their car or silly things like that, right? Like sudden, instant adrenaline rush type things that cause you to have to just act in a certain way or think or behave in a certain way. Um I think maybe as a parent, I've had a bit more of that because kids are j- just death machines that they want to kill themselves and they Climb get into the situations. Goals. And you're like, what's <laughs> happening? I mean, the soccer goal was not a death, a high pressure situation. That was just a silly situation. But they do have, you, you see, they will do some dumb shit and you're like, you kind of have to react fast, I guess. Um, simple stuff like, like stepping into the road or. I don't know. Maybe you guys have a high pressure story that you could share. I'm not saying I'm still I trying to understand I... how this bridge is working to where <laughs> she fell. All right, I'll pull up a picture. And yeah, I if will you show pull you. up a picture for me, that'd be greatly appreciated. Because really, I mean, they don't lift that quickly. Yeah. No, they really don't. I bet she was so... walking with a cell phone on Air- AirPods in and couldn't hear it. Yeah, but don't you feel the bridge underneath you? You definitely moving? feel it. I, I don't know what was going through her mind. Look, I, again, I don't even know how this bridge works. I don't even know what a bridge is anymore, so, so you find on. that photo. But just to get the idea here, so she's on the bridge. So yeah. she would she would be on so, the circle there so and then she, fell between the crack. That's exactly what I thought, right. Oh. But how come she was on the bridge when it was moving? How do you miss... That? How do you, how can... Why couldn't she, she make that but, jump? But you could also see on the side, well, again, if it gets, if it gets there, too are, steep, there are you, railings on the side. You could have, yeah. like put your feet inside the railing in a way that you're not like holding your entire weight up by your arms or anything. Yeah, of course. Can we can we just re you know rewind a little bit back to when Marty did the tough mudder and he was sliding down <laughs> a slide and he wasn't able to get any pressure to jump Again, off that high thing. pressure situations. <laughs> you know, like you can't account for well, how you're going to behave. You know what? In that instance, now that you bring it up, when you're sliding, you can't really you know. And with that, I could see her like trying to like grab the the ledges like it went by. But if you're going fast enough, I mean, it's a lot of force to like catch yourself. I, mean, I can't even hold myself up from a standstill. So, right? Okay, now I understand. Thank you, Tom. Sure. If any of the uh, listeners are confused, I can't help you. You know, so here <laughs> like, you go. Imagine hole. imagine walking across a bridge <laughs> and imagine getting a third or half away along the bridge. And all of a sudden, the bridge splits in two because it's opening up for a boat to come through, I assume. And you're on the bridge, and so now you're basically on a moving platform that's turned, that's now a slide. So 
it's it's pushing you back from where you came and then by the time you get back to where the bridge started you're going to fall through the hole that's there it, a hole has there's like a gap between there's the gap road it, and the bridge a, where it opened up lever. because yeah. right right yeah. there has to be an opening there in order yeah. for it to open up mm-hmm. and the operation to exist so that is where the woman fell through right there and then she fell down and my understanding looking at the photos is that that opens up down into the anchorage of the bridge. So it's yeah. not even like on the road or in the river or sea, whatever was below that. It's the actual like interior yeah. of the, the structure of the bridge that right. she fell into. That- and it, even if it had been the sea, any bridges that open are usually pretty high, right? I, so it sounded like six stories. Wait, hold on. Yeah. If a bridge was pretty high, why would it need to open? Good point. Because Jeff Bezos Crit- is moving his bridge or his <laughs> yacht through there. There was a plane flying through the bridge at the time, and they had to lift it quick. That's why she died because it was so quick. Because the plane was moving so fast, and she had, she didn't even have a second to look at the railings. Well, whoever was operating that bridge is in need of finding a new job. Do you, know you mean? think there should be no? There should be no way that a person is on the bridge. Like that's just fucked up. Like I mean, it's on? it's my understanding is it's completely down to the operator. The operator from their control station should have complete view of the bridge in both ways. They should be able to like put it in place. Like the boat that wants to pass is gonna either be coming up. You know, they got plenty of time to react, close the bridge. You know, mm-hmm. stop traffic, whatever. Put down the the arms to stop everyone. Double right. track that there's no pedestrians on the bridge. There's no uh, car vehicular traffic, and vehicular. Not just cars, but trucks or Pedestrians will do that though. Yeah, and then what's that? Walk around the arms. True. Well, if she and people in cars drive around the arms all the time. Yeah, I was so, going to say let's not let's not discount two factors. One. Let's stick with the dark theme. There's a lot of people out there that will deliberately find a way to kill themselves if they really want to, and they'll be like, okay, this is my chance, and I'll do it, blah, blah. I'm not saying that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And then more so, there's there's a lot of idiots, obviously. Um, so, the, you know, maybe, maybe this person suddenly burst onto the bridge at the last minute, you know, who knows, but... Yeah, I, I mean, it's possible they do. to know what happened. And then, uh, in addition to that, I guess if you're thinking of it from uh, the the bridge operator's per- perspective or uh, position on the bridge, imagine the bridge starts opening up, and then the top of the bridge from the middle of the bridge, because the operator station is usually in the middle, right? Imagine it lifts high up enough that a pedestrian stood could still hop on, and if they don't know, it goes to like a you know straight ninety degrees or close to it. Right. Uh, maybe the pedestrian thinks, so I'll start walking and then it'll stop and I'll still be able to stand my ground. But uh-huh. from the operator station, maybe that bridge is up past the point that they can they can no longer see and the pedestrian actually stepped onto the bridge after, you know, they did everything correctly. They put the the arms down and then they just or, bypassed it, like you or said. Or if, they, if they could reverse it, now they're probably going to destroy a boat. Potentially. Yeah, not which might kill someone else, right? I don't know. Yeah. Boat, human life. Boat or human high, life. The high-pressure situation you, feels more like it belongs to the operator now than the person 
on the bridge. Like, if if they knew the pedestrian was there. Yeah, yes. exactly. They'd be like, what the fuck do I do? I have to make right. a choice here. And here's the other thing. Like, how soon can you stop those bridges from opening, closing? You know, is it... It's going to be pretty uh, is slow, it right? fairly instant? Or do you have to let the entire operation go? I mean, it, you'd think there has to be some kind of, like, stop button in place. They'll have a safety mechanism. But yeah. even with that, the fact is, is you're not going to be able to quit. You know, there's a certain slothness about moving something of that magnitude it's not going to be fast oh, yeah. right yeah and then here's the other thing do you think that the construction of the bridge uh let's say the designer of that or whatever uh do you think there should be safety nets or something 100%, like that a hundred percent i think that's the real failure here because nowadays you have to factor that stuff in right i mean it probably is more expensive. Oh, so do you have to? You do. And everything as we move forward in society and, you know, um, civil engineering constantly strives, usually due to law case, law, you know, this, this is a great example. Someone's, they could get sued for this, like her family might sue, and then it becomes something, and then they lose a bunch of money, and now it becomes some kind of law... And it gets passed and it's like from now on you always have to have some kind of safety mechanism even if it's something dumb like a, a net or some something that potentially you know say a six foot high barrier or something that is attached to that joint point and that is a safety mechanism because it would possibly probably have saved her life um it's not some it, it's a stupid safety mechanism of the nature that why would anyone do that like the what is it? The disclaimer, you know, like the guy who who um, ran the cruise control going, driving down, you know, driving across state and was like put his cruise control on in his um, uh, RV thinking the cruise control meant it drove for you and then jumped out, got in the back on a dead straight road, was happily going along for a few miles and finally the whole thing crashed and everyone died. So laws got passed, like laws get passed. Stupidity is what makes us. Wait, what happened? So some guy just explained the whole situation. This is an actual story. I I feel like I kind of. This is an actual thing that happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some dude is driving his thing, puts on the cruise control, thinks that means automatic driving, and this was not like in the era of Tesla. This was like fucking twenty years ago, and so jumps in the back, starts making food, hanging out with his family. Fuck it, obviously. And he was going cross state, so it was a fucking dead straight road. So he's going for a while. It's pretty amazing that it just stayed straight for. I know, that's what I thought. Because you always have family realized he's a dumbass. Everyone died. That's all I know. And laws were passed because, and people were sued because cruise control was not proper, you know, quote unquote, properly described to be. In terms of I'm what, sure it's, it I, what it's functioning adequately described in the well, owner's but, manual, yes, I'm sure it is too. Oh my uh, goodness! Apparently not. That's why. That's why people got sued. And, anyway, and my, I, my point I, is, I understand people that's do why people got shit. sued. I'm, I, what I don't like is all of a sudden, you know, let's get all this litigation. Let's try to fix something that shouldn't be an issue. I'm not disagreeing with that. I completely think that we should, in an ideal situation, as a as a conglomerate, we shouldn't have those outliers, those Darwin awarders <laughs> who who do stupid That's shit. Awful. But the fact that they do j- tends to then create, um, you know, 
it creates change actually so i do think that if you have a bridge and it's going to open and it's available to pedestrians you've got to have some safety mechanism of reasonable merit that either prevents them from getting on the bridge to begin with or protects them if they accidentally get on the bridge and fall into this situation i would i would disagree with you on that why? Neil, as a parent, I'm sure you, there's plenty of reasonable measures you do to make sure your kids don't do things, but they'll still find a way. No, no, no. I'm th- and I'm not disputing that. Even if you put these measures in, people are still going to find other ways to hurt themselves or get into trouble. But, uh, but you know, think there are also many, probably many lives saved that you'll never hear of because it didn't happen, where safety measures were implemented and idiots were saved <laughs> unbeknownst to them or anyone else because some other idiot died beforehand right just simple yeah. stuff like so, whatever so, it might be so, so tom's I've an been, engineer well yeah so i was gonna say so i've been a, a contractor for amtrak um and had every time you're a contractor for amtrak you have to go through this whole uh testing program you know the, the rules of the railroad tracks and all that stuff and uh, in, in addition to that SEPTA, I've also done for the, the city of Philadelphia, they have their uh, rapid transit system um, or just transit system in general, whatever it is, is um, had to do all these like safety courses and trainings and stuff like that. And essentially what they say is every rule written in these guidelines and books and all is another person that died and a new rule was implemented. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's what it is. It's just like an yeah. ongoing thing that because someone got injured or was killed, it's like let's add that into the into the book. This okay. is a new design guideline. But you know? if or you have a, a bridge, do if you have a crossing the tracks or whatever that is 100 feet, right? Goes up in the air and you have a person at the top at 100 feet because that's going to be the maximum, you know, height that you have to account for somebody falling and average person say 200 pounds 200 pounds 100 feet down and then the net has to be below where the bridge mechanism well, will catch well, them I, I wasn't here's saying the thing, anything Marty, quite, I don't so think... that's not what i meant specifically but if you're saying I... like a net or something like a no no a i meant like a of... net i meant like a net very close to the Honestly, if it were, I you can't, I, I you don't can't know do shit. a net in the middle of it because that is defeating the purpose of opening up for the boats to <laughs> yeah, go exactly. through. Yeah. You have to do it on the other end, if anything. Yeah, you have to do it on the on the part where it opens up mm-hmm. at the very close to the I roadway mean, that doesn't You know, move. I'm just shooting shooting shit. Like, make it a fucking slide so that as you come down, you do a little whoop and you can, like, fly off into <laughs> the sky. You launch off out of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I, what I'm saying is just the physics, because... For for catching somebody at a hundred feet of falling on that that net is going to have so much elasticity to it that you're not going to be able to get that in that short space to get that under the bridge like that would be just a a, a marvel of of material. Oh, trust me, there's going to be plenty of people that throw money at it and. And just, oh, my Namely goodness. everyone going across that bridge. I mean, th- there's literally a million solutions. I, I, I was going to say, I think preventing anything from getting onto the bridge before it lifts or during the lift is probably more viable maybe than creating some kind of safety mechanism once they're on it because that's a bit late. You mean again. like a sign? 
A sign. Yeah, like a sign is a good comes sign. Down. A sign. <laughs> I mean, do you know how many yeah. people walk into into doors and things because they're on their phone or anything and they're not having their head up and they don't pay attention? I know, right? Like, exactly, right. What about what about a pressure? What about pressure sensitive pads in the floor that can detect a couple of hundred pounds when the sorry, thing is? It just comes down to more money, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything turns into more money. That's just life, isn't it? But whatever. saying the money doesn't come from nowhere. It actually does, but sure. <laughs> literally, well, it literally does. That. Only if it's Bitcoin. <laughs> no, I mean it literally is just an idea in which we use to produce and make things. So yeah, or that fiat currency. Or parents or just raise their children to pay attention to the world around them and not do stupid shit. Good luck. Buddy. Hold on, we can't blame the parents. Someone's gonna get mad. Yeah, no. A, don't blame the parents, and B, come back when you're a parent and see how well that works. You teach kids. You know how it is. I. You ain't, you ain't making these kids look up from their phones. Let adults, let alone kids, forget it. I know. At the at the same time, it's like you. It, it's a losing battle. Like I so watch. We have, I have. We have to I, make a world that is literally able for people with no eyes at this point effectively to navigate within it and not kill them people with no eyes navigate better with than people who are have their nose to a phone and even better like we we have to build a world where people won't die with their eyes shut or or worse like what's what's pretty amazing is in so in philly they have these uh so i've mentioned septa right they have these septa buses that actually as the bus is turning like on the you know side streets whatever at the crosswalks you can hear the speaker play yeah. and it says bus is turning as a new that's a newer thing in the yeah. last like and, 10, and you can years. hear that yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. then all the uh all the corners they all have like the i don't yeah. know the bumps, Chirping. I guess, whatever it is. No, the the like oh, the a, bumps and the... A, a, yeah, what is it on like the corner on the sidewalk where people are yeah. walking, so they can hit it with like the walking stick, whatever the proper name of that is. If oh, it's not a walking not, stick, that's cool. I've not seen that, but that's cool. Yeah. But you so, know that sound no, thing you, was probably invented. You just didn't know what they're for. Oh, I've probably yeah. I I've never noticed for. them, but maybe they. I, I, I probably like I've seen. Like if you if you have a sidewalk and then it like leads down into the road, there's like a red. A lot of times it's like red or yellow. Red uh, or yellow, like yeah. bumps. They're like huh. raised bumps, and it's just like oh a bunch yeah of yeah okay. Yeah. I, I never really thought. I thought that was like to. Uh, it's going to sound so stupid. Slow down the water. I thought that Slow was to fucking um uh you know rub your shoes on. <laughs> Like a doormat. <laughs> oh god. See Marty, there were some dumbasses out there. Well in uh um, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> cross cross lights or crosswalks have uh bird chirps singing here when it's safe to ch- cross. Yeah. Or they have a tone now. Right. And maybe those things were designed for um you know, hard of hearing or deaf people, but they have a Obviously, they also now have a consequence for people walking around on their phones because they're not paying attention. It's like, oh, there's a noise. Like, maybe I should pay attention. Maybe we made the world too easy so that people can walk around on their phones. Or, yeah, or scrape the bottom of their shoes. Wally is yeah. the most accurate prediction of where humanity will end up. You do know that, right? What is? Wally, the Disney movie. Remember that movie? The Everybody's robot. just in these fat. 
that everyone's just fat living oh in wally things. sorry wally. i can't understand sorry, you for a second wally wally yeah i thought you were saying yeah. like orbeez no, or because yeah. because <laughs> america's gonna yeah. lead well the- that's what meta meta's starting right everyone's gonna be in a meta universe yeah and then well, that's, that's we'll dark. be just sitting there dumb so anyone have anything so like to talk about <laughs> i i do actually Oh, good. Um, uh, yeah, Marty, our optimist. Don't, don't. <laughs> so I, I woke up this morning to a message on Discord from uh, our favorite Meredith. She uh, she sent me a screenshot of um, uh, UPS, or USPS packing, our package tracking, that says out for delivery to my address. So Meredith sent me a package, and I got home, and I opened it up. And I'm going to do a little unboxing for you guys. Do you know what's in it? Oh, great. That's going to go well with your mic. It's going to go... won't be annoying at all. Wonderful. <laughs> um, Hold on. You said you opened it up, but now you're going to reopen it up? I have a trigger warning so, here. Do you know what's in it? Do you know what's in it or not? I do know what's in it. And okay. it's great. And I'll, I'll, I'll read you the card. So the backstory is I did two episodes of Hannah's other podcast, True Crime Trying. Don't say it. She's not here. So it I doesn't got, need the marketing. I got two stickers for the podcast. And I got this note. Um, so we we started recording that night at like 7 and didn't finish until midnight. So uh, thanks for joining TCT for an evening of cocktails, true crime, and astrology. Laughs, not only did you bring gifts, but you also put up with us for like five hours. It was fun. I hope you will consider joining us again soon. Thank you for supporting us, even though you're not a true crime. Our true crime is not your favorite. Most of all, thank you for being you. Um, but in here, it's, it's signed Mer- Meredith, um, but in here is a bigger gift and this is amazing. I'm not so much a hat guy anymore, but she had Which is surprising considering you, since lost you lost all your hair. hair. <laughs> you <don't> yeah. Hats. <laughs> so she, she made a Whoa. PAO oh, that's cool. fingerprint TO or TCT thing on there that's pretty cool but on the back it's embroidered with marty party (laughs) marty party (laughs) the marty party (laughs) andrew are you taking notes here so um on how how other podcasts treat their contributors and shit (laughs) look (laughs) so this is amazing like meredith thank you uh i i i I truly appreciate i wasn't expecting anything i was a lot of fun but um that that's this a, hat really and nice i open it up and yeah, i it's really sweet put it on Marty. it was it was me well i gotta take my headphones off and i can't hear you that's right. fine that'll we'll give us enough we'll time stop talking to for two me. seconds uh all right what can we say about marty for these two seconds yeah, marty sucks man he really does what a douche right. hey marty <laughs> <laughs> neil's talking shit <laughs> but no it it's it, good it, it, it does look good it feels good good so, job meredith um yeah no i was i i i truly appreciate it I was not expecting anything um, i mean i'm sure it's not but is this the first ever crossover podcast hat ever in the history of the world pe- probably yep. not probably not but it's got to be up there it could can't be, be. T- can't be too many can't say i know one i would but... imagine a large really successful podcast is joined with another successful podcast but did they make a hat did they make an, a hat as good as this one? No, no they did not. This is this is pretty amazing. 
Do you know whose thumbprint Meredith that is? Meredith has always been this kind of person. She made the shirts for us, which I think yeah. Marty's only gotten his shirt. I have a shirt. No, we all have a shirt because we switched. I actually Did you wear a shirt? I wear that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I wear mine. Tom, what size do you wear? Medium. Oh. How how how's about a large? Uh, <laughs> it's a tight it's a it's a small medium, <laughs> so it would probably fit. Sounds like I could probably fit in it. Okay. There is a catch though. H- Hannah's you... stuck with an extra large. Oh, does she have an extra? <laughs> the problem I found is when I wear it, I get mobbed. So I have to Yeah. It's just, yeah, no, that's understandable. It's an inside t shirt. It's a go to bed mm-hmm. kind of t shirt when no one can see you wearing it. <laughs> And that's why we don't have <laughs> listeners. Marty, you have a guild of over 250 <laughs> people, and you haven't told one of them. I've told one. Is this your Star Wars guild? You've told yes. one? Can we talk about Boba Fett? It, or is that just far no, too Andrew, much? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew is not caught up. Andrew not is caught not up. caught up. Not okay. caught up, so and I, just, I think I just spoiled God, something for myself. I have so much to say about that show. Because, uh, so I'm going through, I'm not really going to say any, anything too much about it, but you know, um, I don't know if you guys have iPhones or, uh, if iPhones do the same thing as this, but if I swipe to the left on my home screen for Android, it gives me a bunch of news feeds yeah. just randomly yeah. based on, off and of then, interest. And it sort of gives shit and, away, right? Yeah. And one of them was Star Wars and I saw a little headline in there. Yeah. I don't know if it's the latest episode of Boba Fett. Or it's just something that happened, but I saw that it happens in that. So now it kind of spoiled it, but at the same yeah. time, now I'm really excited to right. get into it and start watching it. At some I point. had the opposite so, situation because I'm like, there was a, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. Um, and my buddy was like, oh no, you got to watch this episode. I'm like, I really, I'll watch it, but I'm really not going to, I'm not that excited. It's like, if you don't watch it now, I'm going to ruin it for you in 30 minutes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't, but he, but I did go watch it because it made me suddenly think, oh, maybe I should watch it. Five but or I six. Had no Which idea episode did you watch? That was episode six. Um, and so I didn't know if he was telling me to watch it because it was shite or because it was good. So I'm not going to say which it was. But and how many episodes are out right now? Six. There's a last. And one. oh, that's the last. Okay, so that there's only the six of them. I think it was and... number six. This the series ends on episode seven. Does it? Yeah. Oh, if you noticed so that's be happening, look, okay. hey man, this is fucking. We need to put a stop to this shit. Have you noticed that's starting to happen in many shows now? Like yeah. it that? always used to be ten. Then it went down to eight for quite a while, and some would do eight and some would do ten. And all of a sudden, in the last year, I've seen many shows that end on seven, or and they make out like this is. Um, season one or section one of the show and then they release section two which is just a year later the same as before it's bullshit dude well bullshit. first of all there used to be like 22 24 episodes in a season and then yeah i mean that's what i'm used to but if you were to say 22 24 episodes and that's 20 minutes each and these are 40 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. these are 50 about 50 for Star 50 Wars. yes yeah. so. no, but they're most like shows 35 like- to 47 i think no they're not because my son said how long are they so i looked at the list and it's like 47 49 51 50 49 but they're one was one was in the 30s i know that they average around 50 i think so i wonder if the runtime is much different but also remember this is the the first season and a lot of 
uh, TV shows in general, the first season is no, generally is, right around six episodes. No, this is that's this is Disney. No, eight is a minimum. Eight's a minimum, dude. You can't do less than eight. That's just I fucking wouldn't... wrong. In in the UK, they do six, Part which I in... which is, but again, America established ten and then eight, and it's just wrong. Uh, America no, established still. in the twenties. Okay, that, but again, that is in, after in the show gets established and, stuff like and that, gets yeah. picked up. I mean, yeah. if you go look at like The Office or Parks and Rec, I'm pretty sure both of those were six episodes in the first season. No, there really? was like thirteen. Uh, Andrew, how many episodes mm-hmm. were in uh, Stargate 13? SG One seasons? In the seasons, oh, it was probably around twenty or so. Okay, Battlestar Galactica that was like twenty. It got smaller as it went on. I think the mm-hmm. final Battlestar was like thirteen episodes. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though. I mean, Stargate has no bad episodes whatsoever. <laughs> it's all very watchable. But there are some shows where it's like, I really didn't need that episode. Right? Oh. Mm-hmm. So that maybe they're putting writing more... Writing's more of an important detail. And if you don't have the material, you don't have something to flesh that story out. Or if it's good at six episodes, seven episodes, why have the eighth and ninth episode? If you just get that filler. We're talking about the new season of Boba Fett right now. I I think it also determines. I've like, only seen two episodes. The, sorry. Okay. No, no. I'm just saying. Like, well, you've seen the first two, so you have an idea of how fucking awful it is, how poorly written, and how absolute. Terrible. It's not terrible. It's fucking rubbish, dude. Compared There's to the no, Expanse, it's, it's, it's shite. It's utter, utter, absolute fucking shite. Like, I'm so then why do you want more episodes of it? I don't. I'm just. Well, the reason I say it is because Ozark I just watched, which is a really great show, not, awesome show. Oh, I got Did watch like that. did the eight episodes, and in the last season that just finished because it just released on Netflix, happened to randomly end on season seven, which is even worse because as a previous watcher, you're expecting one more episode, and then you suddenly realize after it ended that that's it, no more. You know, now you have to wait for the next season. But but Ozark, they're splitting it into two parts. Is that what it is? Uh, that's but two parts, but the next part's going to come out on the same cadence as the previous season. So that doesn't, is all they're doing is saying this is, I think what they do is, is they take the last season, which I think now is season four of Ozark or maybe five. And they're like, we won't just make season five and season six. Cause that's just too fucking logical. We'll make season five. And we'll make season five part one with seven episodes and then season five part two with seven episodes. So in the end, you get gypped by two episodes when they could have just made a fucking season five and season six and just kept everyone happy and kept it the same number of episodes per season. I realize these are not great problems, but, you know, they need to dress Would you rather? I I think I I take a different (laughs) approach to all of this. Um, first off, I want to say that The Office of Parks and Rec did have season one, only six episodes in each. What? Yes. So, so, so I, do, I don't up. consider, like, the- short short episode shows like Parks and Rec and shows of comedy in particular has a different, definitely has a different cadence. I'm talking just sort of like your high production dramas, your high production. Sure. Side, so your Star Wars, like I said, Ozark, Game of Thrones, those type of those types, right? HBO shows and stuff like that. Comedies can sometimes, man, they can go like 26 episodes, right? Or sometimes just six episodes. It's just how comedy is, I guess. 
Sure, but I think a lot of it has to do with uh, pilots and like some kind of a, some kind of a, like a six episode season just to see if it picks up. If ratings are good enough, sure. I mean, oh. listening in on the production side of all this stuff, it's uh, and the stories that on the podcast office ladies and them talking about it, it was like up until through, I don't know, through most of season two, I feel like it, they were always threatened like. They were essentially on the brink of, brink of getting canceled like every episode. So they never mm-hmm. knew if they were going to film three episodes and then only one or two of them will air before the show gets canceled entirely. Anyway, what I was going to say hey, is... I, I, what? Can I can I interrupt about The Office real quick? What do you want? The Office first aired in the spring of, 2020, of 2005, like March to April. So like taking the place of a show that got canceled. So they took those episodes, stretched it out... And then season two started in the fall. So it wasn't like we're filming for a year, year and a half, releasing all the episodes at one time or anything. Like they were a mid-season show for a short season. And I, I, I think Parks and Rec is the same way. Like they weren't like starting in the fall. They started mid mid, mid or late fill-in. I so, understand the argument whether I, they, they're a mid-season show or not. It's still a six-episode first season. Yeah, I don't really Which get what you're trying to say point. there. But it's a different style of format when you're like putting in a show as a filler mid-season as opposed no, to... I didn't like, realize that was going to be such a controversial point of view. But, and <laughs> but Fuck it. Just make the same number of fucking episodes every season and be done. That's all I'm asking for. But, Old but man, here, get off my fucking lawn. <laughs> I got enough to here, worry about here's without counting episodes that, from season to season. Why why are you counting numbers of episodes? Shouldn't it be down to the to the writing and the actual show itself and how well it's produced and written? It, it, regardless if it's seven episodes or ten, because or twenty. If you have a if you have a truly not not talking about Boba Fett entirely, but no, like because I want it, more. Because like in the Ozarks, like now I feel like why why are we only doing seven episodes? Like. I'm used to eight episodes. You've got me used to eight episodes for four seasons. I'm still watching your show because it's good and I like it. And now you go and give me seven episodes. I just feel like I've been done, man. I feel like I've been... Um, unless, unless the Why? story is rushed in some way and it feels like... I mean, I, you, you don't want to rush... You don't, money, want, you don't Tom, want both it's sides money. of it. It's it, it, money. I'm sure, I'm sure a, a lot of it cut. is. It's but nothing it's... more than a cost-cutting endeavor. They could totally make the story last eight without sacrificing the quality. It's that, just well, a case the of, thing. well, let's just cut the budget. Let's just slice a little bit off the budget, which, okay, yeah. Who? I mean, fine. You want to save some money, but, you know, don't, don't, uh, <laughs> don't not give your, your fans... Don't, don't give your fans less and be cheap about it. When you're still probably no, making tons a, of money on it. Aside from your dissatisfaction with one less episode, does having one less episode affect the story writing? That's the big question. I would say it does because you get used to it. Not, not in a massively significant way, no. But you definitely get used to a cadence and a certain quantity of storytelling and you know, production, and then when you suddenly get cut short, yeah, it does feel slightly, uh, you know, it just feels slightly cut off. You're like, oh, that's that? That's it? I really felt like there was one more 
like the story itself, the show itself feels like there's room for one more episode. If, Maybe if that's just feel... because they've they've trained you to do that by giving you eight episodes, and now they say, "Oh, you're trained for that now." Fuck it, you get you get seven. Oh, I'm <laughs> gonna trigger trigger Neil here more, and I'm gonna. I make don't the think argument. I would think twice about it. Looking through it, because I mean, I, I haven't seen Ozark in probably over a year now, so Which, I don't remember how many episodes are on there, other than going on Netflix and seeing eight episodes, eight episodes, eight episodes, eight episodes. I mean, I only know because I, I, seven. I, I oh, only know because I click okay. down as the, as the new episode comes in. I look at the previous seasons. I quickly flick down and look previous episodes, just to see, and then you get to the one you want to get to. And then oh, you just kind of see, oh, there were eight episodes in season one, eight episodes in season two. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like it's a mentality thing. Three. But if you were to watch the show and not think about that, no, it as, wouldn't as matter long as the story, as long as the story writing is good. I agree with you. I'm not saying end. I didn't like it. I like yeah, the show. Sure. I just want another episode. Yeah, but <laughs> so, you know what, Neil? They're giving you seven more. So you're going to get 14 in a season instead of... Just I know, eight. but where does it end, yeah. Tom? Where does it end? Next thing you know, I'll be paying Netflix fucking $20 a fucking month so that they can show me two minutes of a show, and then that's it. I have to wait a year to see the next two minutes. Did they buy Quibi? <laughs> what's yeah. what's that five-minute show? Where does it stop? Well, the, the, the thing I'll say about Book of Boba Fett and Neil's going off about the show episode numbers, um, I would argue that the Book of Boba Fett only has five episodes. So far? It's only going to have five episodes in with this new one that's going to come out. But didn't just season Why episode is that? six just add, didn't it? Because episode, episode five and six have like nothing to do with Boba Fett at all. Oh, that's absolutely oh, really? correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, you're I, utterly correct. Yeah, that, that's not the same thing. But sure, technically so, they still are episodes of that series. But so they do they, th- with without giving anything away? <sighs> Don't get me started. I have to go. Do they? Do they t- <laughs> Did they throw stuff in there for the start of another spinoff? No, I would to, say to get you interested in like some other Star Wars TV show to come out or something. I would because, say that they did it in the way that Mandalorian has been by far a huge success, but with COVID and everything else, it was going to take longer. And then uh, Gina Carraro, her firing and everything was going to take a lot longer and so it was easier to do another short season of something even a half season as opposed to putting out a whole another mandalorian season where it would take longer to produce because not only that then they have like an obi-wan kenobi series uh casting andor series coming out they have a bunch more series coming out so i think it was just a way as a stopgap to bridge the is, time is for that Mando. why they did that i i didn't consider that to be the case i thought they were just organically trying to weave the narratives together i would i would that that would be my justification Hmm. as a as a filler because boba fett was so popular especially when he made his return like it was very hyped up in season two of of mandalorian that it was just overwhelmingly positive that people were like really excited and jazzed to see i don't feel like they would have needed to inject mandalorian into boba fett um, considering the hype and the 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 sheer demand and expectation for Boba Fett itself, like that's in and of itself is enough of a content gap for people to be like, no big deal if Mandalorian takes another six to twelve months to be released. Right? It seems kind of like an interesting perspective. But I mean, they've been teasing Boba Fett since 
season one of the Mandalorian. No, that's what I'm saying. So, so people are like ready for it. They're super yeah. hyped. They're like, Boba Fett's coming. It's going to be awesome. And it's always um, been one of those arguments that you know Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc. Like, so you gotta you gotta see him. <laughs> Boba Fett season episode one was was really good. <sighs> you don't. We need to do talk, talk a whole podcast on Boba Fett. We can I don't, once Andrew. I don't want to ruin it. it for Andrew. The reason I'll he go, hasn't probably watch watched it, it is because he was like, it he subconsciously knows it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't power through shows like you guys. I don't know. I'm sitting impressive. on. I'm sitting on Rebels season two still. I don't think I've seen an episode. I, in I couldn't close get into Rebels either. I didn't even get past season one, but I, it's, I'll it's get okay. back to it. I'll get back to it eventually. It wasn't I'm, terrible I'm, or anything. Hey, yeah, I'm start. on like episode thirteen or so on season oh. two. But if I, but if you think it's worth it, I'll just skip over it and go to Boba Fett and then just come back to it. No, you gotta you gotta watch you gotta watch some of it. I You're mean, talking two us episodes, waiting like a month listen, before episode talking five about and Boba six Fett, of though. Boba Fett are fucking awesome in so many ways because they're not about anything to do with the <laughs> Boba Fett series or season or characters or anything. That whatsoever. sounds terrible, though. It is terrible. Yeah. It's fucking so bad. So, I was going to so, cancel my Disney subscription. That's how bad that it hit. is. And no, after, I, after episode four, I'm like, okay. Like from one to two to three. Oh my God, three. Three was rough. And then, and then four. And I'm just like, four wasn't. Oh, you're ruining Star Wars. Four wasn't. This is. It was. <sighs> Let me, episode three you guys was, just want what, me to leave i was do it? in a way i want you to <laughs> i i, I want to quote shit i read on the internet that is just but no we won't let's i'm gonna shut it now that's it no more Boba Fett talk but good all, lord all i want to say is growing up watching star wars <laughs> boba fett was always this like this crazy like great villain that i just that like had I six lines as a kid not even and then going back, pussy. yeah, but that's the funny thing. You go back through it and you watch it like as you get older. And I don't know how I had this like envision of Boba Fett being like super into the Star Wars movies, like having a very detailed long role. Yeah, he had like yep. six lines in the entire thing. I'm like, you know I what? This is how it. What you're saying like, is completely true. And many, many, many people have posted about this fact, which is, and this doesn't ruin anything for Andrew, mm-hmm. Boba Fett in total. I think they computed, you know, the the total screen time Boba Fett got was something remarkably tiny, like two and a half minutes or something. Is the yeah, total screen time Boba Fett got in three that's series? Not much. And yeah. he became an enigma of a character. Not only did he get that, but he never said a fucking word, and he never took off his helmet. And he was the bad, most badass bounty hunter ever, to the point that Vader said to him. No vaporizing if you catch Solo. Specifically to Boba Fett, because Boba Fett was the f- the most badass bounty hunter ever. And then they made this show, and I don't know what else to say. It's just <laughs> I, mean, he's still, I have earplugs here. I can put them in. Yeah, he, he doesn't wear a helmet. He does. He talks all the time. He can't. He... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hey, you know, Neil, Neil. I, I want to go see it. I, I want to. I want to form my own my own opinion. Yeah, on let it me not. Tomorrow, Morrison just has made the argument that he should wear the helmet more and that he should talk less. And then 
they've told him they were like no we'll fix it in editing like we just need you to say it to get through the and we'll we'll cut it down so it's oh, not all didn't. him like he 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 wants what you want like it's i'm not there's... i'm not blaming the cat i'm not blaming the actor or, i'm i mean at the end of the day there's a lot of people that make the show right so someone has to or at least a group of people have to come together and objectively say is this any good uh and the worst uh, thing was episode three just it was it was bad acknowledge it we'll move on attack of the clones attack of the clones exists return of the the whole thing if you didn't like it why'd you watch it it's a lot like marty with his uh no no, watching the expanse here honestly i watch it at some point in that show because i'm just i'm i'm honestly just fascinated it's like watching a train wreck i'm like no i i can't stop watching at that point i'm just like i don't know what like that's why i was didn't want to watch anymore and then see again i don't want to ruin it so i'm not gonna say anymore but so next week maybe <laughs> if i listen if not i just won't be here watch it andrew because here's the thing my opinion many people disagree with me and many people agree with me looking online and you know it's a split jury to be honest with you you can't trust what you find online neil no, no, but there's a lot of in, there's a lot of well-informed people, and there's a it's lot of crazy Star Wars people. Obviously. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, the ratings pretty shitty. Um, there's those, there's the defenders, and then there's the there's a lot of different opinions. So you know, make your own. Um, don't just listen to me and my my old man opinion. But okay, well, Tom, do you want to get up at this time too? I think. Wait, what? Do I want to catch you, up for it? No. Do you want to? you know get up at this time yeah i mean it seems like the appropriate thing to do on a podcast where you're supposed to be recording right to to stand up and go get a beer i had a great reason dog out hang on the dog was pawing at the door did you want her to sit there and why was she out outside to be no i had to let her outside then when did she come back in in a minute so speaking of dogs you're gonna get up again Yeah, your dog's gonna be really want to come back out, or go back out, or come back in, right? No, she she, she uh, let out at right about seven, and then she ate her dinner. She had her treat, so this is her last um, outside for the night. It's her schedule. Nice. It does happen every week, and you just wanted to point it out this week. He points it out every but week, but there's because your clock no, didn't go off. There's been no clock. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't wound it. <laughs> When's your dad coming over next? Um actually they came over uh last Friday and put some fish in the freezer, so and they didn't notice. <laughs> oh, nice. Put some yeah. fish in the freezer. What kind of fish? Rockfish? Hmm. Oh. Not like lingcod? Maybe. Yeah. Frozen from Alaska, so So what I was gonna say is two weeks from now, uh, I'm gonna be back down in Florida. I'm not gonna be on the podcast. So, but you if you, bridges. but if you guys, yeah, and actually, so that story that it came out that was from uh, West Palm Beach, which is where I'll be going in Florida. Oh, so live on I'll, the scene, I'll probably be uh, live on the scene, taking some <gasps> photos, investigating the bridge. You want a hat? <laughs> you oh, look man. like a crime scene investigator. There it is. <laughs> They'll let me pass the rope. <laughs> Then they'll raise the bridge. <laughs> if there's still rope, and oh, yeah, 
two weeks. They, they may have already cleared it. Wait, know. hold on. So you're going to but, Florida. Yeah. So what I was going to say is if I don't watch Boba Fett in that time and catch up and you guys wanted to talk about it on the podcast, I mean, feel free to in two weeks. I mean, Boba Fett's got um, has a couple more weeks to go, I assume. assume unless they fuck us. I thought again. Marty said there was only one, one There's more one episode. More episode. Oh, so they are fucking us for seven. Okay, great. But um, in this case, I'm okay with it, but... You know, They're the fucking us with is, five, Neil. I'm not happy with, with five. Five, yeah, okay. Five, five and Mandalorian and season, and, and season three, five. episode one and two are already out. Oh, God. Good God. I, I would say... What is Disney doing to Star Wars? Let's just, let's just do a re- another recording on Thursday. After you all watch it, after I watch it, we can leave Andy off, and then he can catch up. Boba Fett way. special? Yeah, we'll do a Boba Fett special. We'll know. see if Jake can... I can't Jake do can, Thursday because I have, I have poker. Oh, you have to rock and stone? That's what I hear? Thursday's rock mm. and stone night. Or poker. Maybe we shouldn't talk about future recording plans while recording current podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just thought. Fuck me, right? All those people are going to be like waiting for us and we're not there. Yeah. Well, Who this, knows? This is how commitments are made. We don't it's dangerous that. territory. Yeah. Receipts Speaking, are speaking of poker, did you hear about... Uh, there was a tourist that went to Vegas that uh, won on a slot machine or something, but the slot machine told him he lost. He went home, and then the gambling uh, or the gaming industry uh, corporation, federation, whatever, I don't know, ended up finding out and then reaching out to the tourist and ended up winning, like, I don't know, $200,000 or something. Wow, that's awesome. So he's got to fly into Vegas, I think, to go claim it, though. That's a good phone call to get, dime. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Actually, so, like I think that's cool. a good thing because obviously, you know, it's uh, hold on. What what what's the name of that entity? Let's all guess before we look it up. I want to say it's the Games and Ex Exhibition Commission, GEC, Nevada right. Gaming Commission, isn't it? Oh, dang, that's lame. Is that it? Uh, it says the Gaming Board. On here. Board? The Nevada Gaming Control Board. Well, we didn't even get a guess from Neil. Identified the... the uh, yeah. Well, he might not even have heard that. <laughs> I have a bit of a history that I have with... <laughs> <laughs> so I used to run a poker site, and um, I was involved in um, gaming licenses and commissions and things um, from different countries um, because the U.S., outlawed online poker uh, many years ago at the beginning of the whole poker craze there was a lot of issues but you could get like gaming licenses from different places um, and I ended up getting we through a buddy of mine we got a gaming license from uh, some island somewhere I can't even remember um, seems legit a, no it was legit <laughs> but I knew I did know a guy who had a um, one another guy I knew was running who had been doing it for longer had a gambling site it was a slot site um and this was like you know 15 years ago so these things were pretty popular and were making a good money at the time and uh yeah he, he was he had some kind of license but they're all different states had all these different gaming commissions and that whole online ecosystem was confusing obviously because it was new but uh, a lot more expensive. Like, if I remember correctly back then, it, w- it would have cost you at least 50 grand to get, like, an online gaming, uh, a, like, a 
not Nevada, because Nevada, I think, like, Nevada recently-ish, I think in the last five-plus years, uh, allow online gaming is if you're in there's a few states that came together that i don't know why i'm saying this and it's really boring but there you go i know whatever just ignore me um, <laughs> we've got a gaming license continue your story <laughs> i mean there isn't really a story that's why i realized there's no story to it I or just, the or the information that you were going to give I don't know what I was going to say. I wasn't really going to even give any. I, I was just saying, like, I do have some knowledge of the gaming license stuff and actually had a gaming license, not a US gaming license, to run a poker site, which was fun. Um, a free poker site people would play for free. You would need a license even to play for free? Well, so we started out as a paid site and got a license, and um, we failed. Um we is a bunch of people um i basically just made the technology and i got some guys in the uk reached out to me and said hey we want to make a poker site and we got some money and we want to use your software because they didn't have any software so you want to be a partner so i ended up partnering up and um then uh, they it failed and then i said oh fuck that okay that's done so i had the software so i'm like well i'm gonna i'm gonna reboot this thing reskin it and do a free poker site funded by funded by advertising, with you know virtual currency basically, um, and that did that did okay actually. But that was just me and one of the original guys did that together, um, and that did all right for a while, and then eventually, sort of slowed down, and I left, and he carried on running. He still mm-hmm. runs it today, but it's under a different name with totally different software and everything. Doesn't and he's a millionaire. No, it doesn't doesn't make much. I don't really know why he does it, to be honest with you. It's a lot of work for not much reward, if any reward. Um, well, you know what Andrew's going to say about this? Don't gamble. Still a better story <laughs> than Marty's. <laughs> Maybe. I actually have some amazingly great stories about that at that time, but at least 50% of them I, n- I could never say on a podcast. <laughs> Wait, what, whoa, 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 whoa. Why can't Wait, you ever why? say them on the podcast? Just, no one listens. It doesn't matter. I could never say them in public. That would not. I could never have that written down or recorded. Uh, that would not be good. Good thing we don't write anything down. Yeah. But it would be on the internet somewhere. And if so someone what, heard it. So cared. what you're saying is <laughs> this is this is a story for Vegas. Yeah. It's a Vegas story. It's a couple of Vegas. Like, a couple of Vegas stories. I can give. I have at least four funny as fuck stories from running that company that, you know, let's just say, yeah, there's a lot of. This sounds like a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. It's kind an of interesting. Situation. It's an interesting um, industry. Um, and this was, bear in mind, this was back in the time when poker became massive, right? When Chris Moneymaker what? won the World Series of Poker and poker just exploded. And what all year of a was sudden, this? this was like two. Well, I think Moneymaker like won the World Series in about two thousand four. Poker yeah, only got as, big right around then. Yeah, uh, yeah. Moneymaker was. I was, around I was playing in some yeah. like, uh, like high school poker games that we'd have for guys' night. Yeah, I remember doing that too, but I figured it was just a thing I that think people Andy did was in high school. Had a few of them. I mean, basically, what happened is Moneymaker. For whatever reason, I, it was mainly due to tell. It wasn't anything to do with moneymakers specifically. It was just because they changed the technology in in poker, where they were able to know what the what the holding cards were in No Limit Texas Hold'em um, through 
the use of cameras and then when it broadcasts on national television it made for a much better much better tv thing because otherwise you're just watching a bunch of fat guys um sitting around and you don't know what cards they have so there's nothing to talk about till things get shown right so but knowing what they had was a made all the difference so you know immediately what everyone's holding so you know when they're bluffing you get to see what their strategy is and poker just absolutely exploded and moneymaker happened to be the guy that won the the world series of poker that year and he was best a good poker one. player name ever of all time moneymakers well and that's the funny thing right because online poker had started to become popular as well because technology was improving and people were playing online and he was an online player so he was the perfect story because he was an online player who transitioned to real life went to the world series won the world series beat out a ton of you know established well-known pros and so it was just the perfect story to help poker just get more and more and more popular and for the next like what six seven eight years poker just kept growing and growing and growing i think he was a an internet qualifier right yeah he actually qualified on a not i think it was poker stars at the time there was poker stars party poker all those old sites um poker stars got shut down party poker i think still exists or and got then, bought uh, out by some other gaming betting company because all they showed was like the main event, the Texas Hold'em. Yeah, the and main then, event, yeah. Then the next year and every year after it was like, no, we're going to show all it's, of the events. All the satellite events, the low buy-in events, this, this Omaha Stud, all the different variations. But Texas Hold'em was the one that you know, really made it big. And I, because I got into poker as a player, the reason I made a poker site is, there's here's a story that I can tell on the on podcast. <laughs> I got into poker because it, I just enjoyed it, right? It's a fun game. I still play it today. It's, I love the game. It's super sociable. Um, it's super easy to understand, but hard to master. Um, and obviously, there's, you know, it's you can set your limits however you choose. You can play free poker. You can play low money, high, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It, it, there's something for everyone. And um, I, I ended up making a poker site because I was playing on... Um, uh what was it called not party poker another popular site and i started playing online for the first time and i started doing pretty well and i won some money at the time and i, th- I think i'd won like six hundred dollars or something which back then to me was, was a significant amount of money i'm like oh this is cool i'm making money playing poker and then you know invariably start losing money because you know you start thinking you're better than you are you go to higher limits you start getting wrecked and uh, I ended up losing probably about the same amount that I'd won. And I'm like, fuck this, man. I need to be on the side of the making the poker site because every time the bets are going on, they're getting like 10 cent, 5 cent, 25 cents, 50 cents. They're the ones making all the money. I'm making a poker site. So I just went ahead and ran off and decided to learn a new language that I've been interested in and made a piece of poker software. And uh, that's how I kind of got into it. So I ended up playing a lot of poker, then getting involved in poker on a business level while still playing. And then when I got fired, I decided to try and become a full-time poker player at home playing poker. And bless her soul, my wife's still with me. I mean, she supported me through this shit, which is amazing, right? (laughs) Literally, like, I'm like, I'm not going to get a job. I can make money playing poker (laughs) online. And so I tried that. I did that legit, like truly like read tons of books, 
really try to get their strategy down because poker you know you can do that obviously people make millions playing poker and so i really did do that but i realized which is what they they say and it's true it just is so boring like something that seems romantic when you actually have to do it for a living like anything like professional athletes even the amount of work and dedication and you have to put into it and just sitting there playing poker for 35 hours a week it's just not fun um and if obviously if you're making tons of money you can probably justify it but i was you know i was doing all right but wasn't doing that good no better than i would do if i had an actual job right so i ended up saying no this is not this is not working um but yeah i don't know did you put that on your resume no but interestingly enough the development of the software and making it not not just the software that ran the game, but actually producing the system that would allow you to play online multiplayer oh, uh, no. is what got me a job. Um, <laughs> because I learned so much in terms of, you know, like asynchronous and, um, you know, non-blocking um, networking and database stuff and all the, all the things you had to do to build a software um, online poker site at the time was very, very... Um, just sort of generically very good things to know and then when I went to work in the ad industry um, they ended up asking me a ton of stuff and it, I was like oh I've done this yeah I did this on my, my, my own projects like blah 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 and it was pretty much what got me a job working in the ad industry so it was um, in, a, in a indirectly very good thing to do so yeah. I mean I never lost any money doing the whole thing it's not like I ever really invested in it um, and for a very short period of time, for about nine months, we were doing awesome. Um, but um, it it quickly changed. But that was just the way the industry went and sort of moved. But, but yeah, um, yeah, okay. I have much better stories I could talk about offline. I've known you for I, how many years? I've never heard anything about this. Like I knew you liked poker. I've I never mentioned this to you before. Oh, no, Neil likes. I knew you had games. a gambling problem, but I don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> That's I what mean, they all that... say. Look, I'm into crypto now. Okay, it's not gambling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's legitimate gambling right there. Keep with, with keep all the, with all these that. rise of like famous people and athletes back in crypto and all these like crypto commercials. Yeah, Are you I a know. little leery on it now? Me? Yeah. Hell no, dude. Yeah. I'm fucking all Bull- in. bullish as ever. Bulls deep, baby. <laughs> There's no getting out of crypto. I'm everything I'm doing now is crypto related, like learning wise, technology wise. But but no, poker's it's super interesting because um I just found that it, as a as an industry, as you would expect, gaming is a very interesting industry in, on the whole, right? You, you look at Vegas and obviously how regulated it is, all the the mafia, and just it's just a dodgy industry, end of story, right? And the US has had a big issue with gaming over, you know, many, many, many decades. Um, in terms of regulation and you know casinos again what just watch Ozark watch anything like the fucking what is it um, native you know native uh, lands used to build casinos that you know, everything's illegal and yet there's always a way for gaming and gambling to somehow 
come through and seem legit. Like, I can go leave my house right now and go gamble, even though it's technically illegal because it's on some Indian reservation. And, um, the whole thing's just hilarious to me because it's it does it just makes too much money to not exist yet legally and you know on a federal on a federal level it's not really it's not really a thing that you know has been properly de- properly even to this day properly dealt with or handled and crypto is another great example of where gaming is becoming even more funny because now with crypto you can get you can facilitate betting and gambling between people mm-hmm way more easily because back in the day people used to use these offshore services to deposit their dollars into these accounts that then would funnel it into the into the gambling sites and that was kind of how it was but because it was still done through the regular banking systems to a degree the sites would get shut down you could lose your money there was a risk and now crypto goes and takes that one step further where it's even more removed and it's just just crazy I mean, I get it. People have gambling problems, but at the end of the day, if you can, how can a country or a government that allows a place like Vegas to exist turn around and tell people that they're not allowed to fucking gamble when they go home? It's just silly. It's just absolutely silly. Um, put the put the measures in place to help people that have problems and know that ninety nine point nine percent of the people actually are perfectly fine and they should be able to spend their money as they please. Anyway, don't get me started on that. Good times. I agree with it all. Good times. <laughs> I can't wait to hear these Neil stories. Ah, oh, dude. <sighs> well, I think uh, I think that takes us to it. I I don't know what we learned. I th- this was a ride and a half of an episode. <laughs> it was good. I, it started well, and then I think no, I, it I, I talked too much. Like, oh, really. no. It started dark as fuck. <laughs> but dark, but good. Dark, but good. It was good. <laughs> I still learn things. No, we learned a lot, Marty. This is an educational podcast. <laughs> we just Maybe sat down and had, stop. had a conversation as friends. Maybe you should stop getting up so many times during the podcast and actually <laughs> listen yeah, to what actually we had to say. Something. Uh, we learned that Neil started his own poker uh, software and tried to make a living playing poker after losing his job. Um, and he has tons of stories that he can't tell us on on pod on the podcast. Uh, we learned that Tom is going to head down to Florida and investigate the scene of a crime of a poor individual who fell through the cracks of a bridge as it was lifted up. We learned that Andrew has not caught up on the the book of Boba Fett, but that Stargate SG One has no bad episodes whatsoever. That's a ringing endorsement. And that he also um, can't handle Mar- Marty's positivity that all the time. <laughs> no, no, I don't Marty. know about that last comment. We're going to edit that one it's out. Just, I can't handle you. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned about Marty uh, is that he is now the proud owner of a truly cool hat. Thanks, Meredith. So uh, with that, uh, we are Plans Are Optional. You can find us at plans are optional on facebook at optional plans on the twitter and uh there'll be another episode next week oh wait sorry did i did i just commit to us doing an episode next week of course don't we do future recordings i just committed us to a future recording there you go with that have a good one (laughs) with with that said i will not be here next week (gasps) 